0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett and I am your host. And today I have with me Melanie Level. Melanie and I met each other through a Facebook group that we're both members of it's a it's a it's a funny facebook group you, if you're not in it you guys should check it out it's called i don't have my isht together either <laughs> and isht is <laughs> backwards it's you know it's i s h t to avoid the curse word there and it's a group that is just so near and dear to my heart because we admit to each other things that have gone wrong and it's like oh my gosh i don't you know, I seem like I'm doing okay and then I do something crazy and, and we share with each other and we laugh at ourselves together and it's so much fun. Well, Melanie put up this funny story of something that happened to her recently at work and I was like, oh, I have to interview you. My listeners need to hear this story. Melanie practiced law in Georgia for 20 years and then she moved to a little mountain town in Colorado where she lives now and she helps her husband manage his orthodontic practice. Melanie, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Well, thank you for having me on, Joanne. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do?
1: You got all the highlights. I'm the proud parent of four four four-legged kitty cats, and I'm a compulsive reader, and I make jewelry. And other than that, I think you covered everything.
0: Sounds like you have a very full, rich life. Do you sell your jewelry, or do you just make it for fun and for friends?
1: I started an Etsy page, and it did well, but I found that it sucked all the joy out of jewelry making for me to turn it into a business. Um, the, the wrapping and the mailing, it was yeah. more work than actually making the jewelry. So I, I really enjoy giving it away. So that's what I do.
0: Oh, that's so neat. Tell me more about your four four-legged creatures.
1: Well, they're kitty cats. They are all rescue cats. They are Munchy, Fezzy, who was named after the character Fezziwig in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and Kevin and Eleanor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? That's the craziest combination of names I've ever heard. It is. Did you keep their names or or did did you give them those names?
1: Well, one of the cats was rescued from my mother and that was Munchie. And that's short for Munchkin because she was a big Wizard of Oz fan. And Eleanor was named because it's one of my favorite songs from a band that used to play in Athens, Georgia, where I went to college. Wow. And then there's got to be Kevin. He's a pedestrian, gray, nondescript cat. And not to offend any Kevins in your audience, but he's (laughs) such a, you know, normal guy. And Kevin just really suited him.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that's, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. What was your first job?
1: I got my first job through my dad because I told him I wasn't going to college. And he said, well, that's fine. Uh, You're going to spend this summer working at a huddle house as a waitress. And it was the worst job he could find me and the most difficult job he could find me. And I did it. And at the end of the summer, uh, my plans had changed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have a smart dad. (laughs) I was college bound. uh, And it it worked so well that I ended up, you know, on the 10-year plan at the University of Georgia getting three degrees.
0: It's hard work, but it is good tips. But wait, what's a huddle house?
1: A huddle house is like like a waffle house. I, I think they're just in the South. But, you know, the hash browns, breakfast food that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to get up at the crack of dawn and get in there. And then you're running yourself ragged until you're done. You running
1: yourself ragged. Yeah, they're open 24 seven. So you work all kinds of shifts and you Ooh. deal with a lot of drunks because they're open at three in the morning and uh-huh. uh, just just hard, hard work. I didn't know what it meant to really be expected to show up every day whether I wanted to be there or not. And yeah, physically demanding work and college looked real good after that.
0: <laughs> I bet college felt like a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have a recurring dream and what is it?
1: (laughs) I do. And I don't know what this means. I don't practice law anymore. I'm retired, but I dream constantly that I'm in court, I'm naked, and my teeth are (laughs) crumbling. So really, yes. Thank goodness, none of those things ever happened to me when I was in court. But it's a, it's a reoccurring dream.
0: Well, you know, it's really interesting. I have heard, I I'm fascinated by dreams, and and I've read that a lot of people dream that their teeth are crumbling. Like that's a really super super common dream. I've never had it, which is weird because I'm a total like psycho dreamer,
1: right? And you've got the whole. And Donna's connection. So. Yes.
0: I wonder if there's ever been a correlation between people who clench in the night and who dream about their teeth. Because I think if you're like, you dream about what you're kind of doing. So when you're naked and court and your teeth are crumbling, what do you do in your dream?
1: Just trying to cover myself with, you know, a clipboard or my briefcase or a legal pad, but I can't explain. I want desperately to explain why I'm appearing in court in front of the judge and or jury naked but I can't speak because my teeth are crumbling. Oh my gosh that's so, <laughs> that's so stressful. I'm always so happy to wake up. I bet you're like oh it wasn't real it
0: wasn't real thank god thank god. Yes. <laughs> what commercial jingle gets stuck in your head?
1: <laughs> I laughed so hard when I was I went to see um, a documentary I think it was about the dairy industry and the dairy industry in itself is is far from funny but there was a commercial <laughs> that they ran in this documentary from the 1980s about cheese. And it was cheese, glorious cheese, so luscious and scrumptious. And I just, I don't know why, but um, I laughed about that for, I I embarrassed myself in the theater. I could not stop laughing. (laughs) It might not be that amusing to some people, but I I found it highly amusing.
0: Uh It struck your funny bone.
1: What can you say? (laughs) What can I say?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's great. Okay. Do you name your cars?
1: I name all my cars. I name my houses. I name my offices. I name everything. I'm a, I'm a namer. I think the world's divided into people who name things and and people who don't.
0: Okay. I thought I was the biggest namer I knew, but I think you've taken over the number one spot, but it's never occurred to me to name my house.
1: Oh, you must name your house.
0: Tell me some of your favorite names.
1: Well, uh, my my law office in Georgia was Blackacre because in law school, uh, when you study property law, everything takes place at a fictional property called Blackacre. So I named my law office Blackacre, and then my husband's uh, orthodontic practice is Bright Day Orthodontics, and that's not a plug. I'm just telling you part of the story here. So when we bought the building for his practice, we named it Brightacre after Blackacre, and our little. Vacation spot in Tempe is called Shalimar because we're in Shalimar subdivision. And our house that we spend most of our time in in Colorado is called Lovellwood because I'm a big fan of dark shadows and the property there is called Collinwood.
0: I love it. That's so fascinating to me. Awesome. (laughs) What is your strangest family tradition?
1: My mother was a big Halloween decorator and she hung up a stuffed bat which was very cute at halloween but she liked it so much she didn't take it down and it was up at christmas time and i said mama if you don't take that bat down i'm going to have to somehow incorporate it into the christmas festivities so i crocheted it little booties and a santa hat and a beard and it became santa bat
0: <laughs> i love it
1: <laughs> so now santa bat goes up every october and stays uh, until the end of christmas <laughs>
0: So does he wear his hat and his booties right from the start or do do those appear after Halloween?
1: Those appear after Thanksgiving. So I guess he's just bat. You know, we refer to him as Santa Bat year round, but technically he's just bat until after Thanksgiving when he becomes Santa Bat.
0: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is for us to share our not so fancy moments so that the listeners who might see us casually and think we have our stuff all together will realize no one's as fancy as they look, and also to demonstrate how sharing these stories can be kind of a bonding exercise between people who didn't know each other as well until they shared the stories. So what do you have for us today? What is your not-so-fancy moment?
1: Oh, and it was so difficult to narrow that moment (laughs) down because... I experienced these moments daily, including this podcast and my preparation for it, which as you know, was a series of many disasters for me in terms of getting everything set up. This one was, it was court day and I was a litigator, so I had hearings in court frequently and it was a hot summer day in Newton County and I used to wear vintage suits to court like, you know, the early 1960s era, boxy cut wool suits with three quarter sleeves like, you know, the Jackie O look. That was my thing. So I had a bunch of these suits and I got out of the car. I got my briefcase. I was headed into the courthouse and I looked down and there was, because the suit was wool and it was old, a, a moth had eaten a hole through the lapel, a tiny hole, but you know, I didn't want to go into court with a hole in my lapel and I had a spare jacket in the car. So I thought, well, I'll just toss this one and get the spare out of the car. So, there was a dumpster in the parking lot. I had a, I had a, you know, a blouse on under the jacket. So I took the jacket off and threw it in the dumpster. And the second my hand let go of the jacket and it was sailing through the air into the dumpster, I realized and remembered that my grandmother's pin was attached (sighs) to the lapel that did not have the hole in it. And there I was. So I looked around and found a stick from a tree lining the parking lot went back to the dumpster and I was in the process of fishing out the jacket when I heard someone clearing their throat and I looked up and it was the opposing counsel in the (laughs) hearing I was about to have. And he was smirking at me and he said, you know, Melanie, if things are that bad, I can send you a few cases. (laughs) That turkey. (laughs) Yep. And that's my story. Today's
0: episode is brought to you by the movie Vanquish. Available now on digital and on demand, Ruby Rose and Morgan Freeman star in Vanquish, the intense action thriller that shows what desperation can drive a person to do. When a woman's daughter is held hostage by a retired cop, she is forced to do his bidding by taking out a series of violent gangsters in order to see her child again. Vanquish is available now everywhere you rent movies. Rated R from Lionsgate. And you guys, I actually have five codes to watch Vanquish for free that I'm going to be giving away through the newsletter. So if you're interested in being eligible to win those codes, go to fancyfreepodcast.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for my monthly newsletter. I promise I don't spam. In fact, if anything, I don't quite get one email out every month just because it's a little bit hard to do, but I so appreciate being able to keep you guys informed about the show. And I absolutely love being able to hold contests so that listeners can win stuff. So definitely join my email newsletter list and you, along with all of my other list members, will be eligible to win a code for Vanquish and I will randomly select the winners. I'm definitely going to be watching it too. And because I have daughters, I think I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I pretty much know that I wouldn't be able to take out gangsters, but man, Mama Bear can do what Mama Bear has to do if, if you're messing with one of my kids. So anyway, join me in checking out vanquish. I have so many questions. <laughs> First of all, since I love clothes, i want to I want to rewind all the way to the beginning. And tell you how fabulous I think it is that you wore vintage suits to court. Tell me how you started that, where you got them, and I got to hear all about it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I love all things mid-century modern. I collect mid-century modern furniture, and I, I just love that era. Anything from the late 50s, the 60s, through the late 70s. And you can get vintage suits on eBay They're a lot more expensive now than they were when I first started collecting them. But the thing is, they're really high quality suits usually because back in the day, women would wear these suits, you know, to the garden party or whatever, but they they weren't worn daily and they were really well made, really well made. And they will last a long time if you protect them from moths, which clearly I didn't (laughs) (laughs) with that one suit. (laughs) Right.
0: Let's blame the previous owner, Right.
1: Right. And I, I used to dress them up with, you know, pearls and sometimes I'd wear a little pillbox hat. I never did the gloves thing, but I just really enjoyed wearing them. I think it's a very feminine look. And uh, even though I'm not practicing any longer, I still wear the jackets. You, they pair nicely with a white t-shirt and blue jeans. So
0: Cute. Oh my gosh, how fun. Do you thrift?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm the queen of thrifting. I would say over 95% of my wardrobe is in fact thrifted. I mean, I draw the line at underwear and bras, but everything else <laughs> yeah. is is pretty much thrifted. I, I think it's good for the planet and it's creative and fun. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. It's like a treasure hunt. Yes. Do you sew? I sew very, very, very badly. So oh, okay. uh, I make things that look like a drunk seven-year-old sodom. But, <laughs> okay. you know, I just kind of pass it off as being r- rustic or folksy or whatever kind yeah, of, you know, term you want to put on character. it. To- mm-hmm. Right, right. But I, I'm impatient. And so, you know, I make these huge stitches. And I'm trying to learn to use the sewing machine, but I don't like threading the needle. And I always seem mm-hmm. to get the tension wrong. I'm working on it because I want to repurpose thrifted items into new things and give them new life so it's a lot easier to do that if you know how to sew
0: it sure is the other reason I ask though is because how do you I mean you must have a pretty typical tiny figure and typical proportions because those outfits might be hard enough to find but then do they usually fit or do you take them to a tailor or what's the story there
1: I've had a few altered. I am very small. I'm 5'1", I weigh about 100 pounds. So it's easy for me to find things from that era that fit. But I have have had several taken in a little bit.
0: Yeah, awesome. I want to know what your grandmother's brooch looked like, because I'm nosy and curious.
1: (laughs) It was a little box. It was about the, the size of a stamp or maybe a little bit larger with faux pearls and faux diamonds lined across it
0: oh and you got it I'm assuming
1: oh yes I did retrieve it I got the lapel off threw the jacket back into the dumpster retrieved the spare jacket from the car and headed into court <laughs>
0: no one was the wiser except opposing counsel except so, opposing
1: counsel yes holy
0: cow so did you guys have a good laugh or did you not have that oh kind yeah of
1: Yeah, this is, I practiced in a really small country area where the local bar was very small and we all knew each other and we were all good friends and I'd known him for many years and he was just ragging me.
0: You guys were just very amused.
1: Yes. He he was a little more amused than I was.
0: Uh. (laughs) You're like, let's talk about this later after I get myself put together. Right. Oh my gosh, so cute. How often did you have to discard garments on the fly that you actually kept an extra suit jacket in your car?
1: Oh, well, because I'm a magnet for misfortune. I mean, I've learned <laughs> I, I spill tea on myself, I spill food on myself. It's just prudent for someone accident prone as myself to have, you know, a spare everything in the car. So, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Smart lady. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love, too?
1: Well, I I referenced this uh, earlier in our discussion. I have recently discovered Dark Shadows, which, as I said, I love everything from the 1960s. And it is just an incredibly campy, weird soap opera. It premiered in 1966, the year I was born, and it got just abysmal ratings. And they were going to cancel the show and said, if you don't come up with some fresh, creative, new ideas. You're done. So they introduced a vampire, a time traveling vampire and (laughs) spirits and all sorts of weird and interesting things. And it's done on a very low budget. So they're always banging into things and the lighting, (laughs) the, you can see the camera boom and people forget their lines and have to be prompted. And it's, it's just chock full of things that are really interesting.
0: (laughs) That sounds amazing. So how do you watch Dark Shadows? Where do you find it?
1: Well, it's available on Amazon, but not all of the episodes. Some of the episodes are available on Amazon. And I got hooked and said, I think I want the entire collection. Well, the entire collection is 1,200 and something something episodes. Because wow. it aired daily for, I think, five years. And so if you buy the CD collection, it's over 100 CDs. And it comes <laughs> in this humongous coffin that <laughs> <laughs> that they ship to you. Shipping is expensive. And you open the coffin up, and there's the, the lead vampire, Barnabas Collins, and... The CDs go start at his feet and go up to the top of his head. And I have been watching now for several months, and I'm not even at his knees. <laughs> it's it's that many episodes to get through. It's a commitment. <laughs> and But I'm thinking, okay, during the pandemic, I'm like, I have time to tackle these things in my... You know, these are life goals. I want to get through all 1,200-something-something something episodes of Dark Shadows, and I want to read Proust. So I'm trying to get through you know remembrance of things past which is over a thousand pages of Proust and so you know these are really important things that I have to get through
0: I think they sound like they might balance each other very well (laughs) two (laughs) complete opposite ends of the literary spectrum
1: (laughs) yes indeed
0: oh that's so funny okay I'm gonna try to find a link to the coffin and, and share it with you guys so you can see what that looks like Oh my gosh, that's so great. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking?
1: Well, I think to answer that question, you would need to know two pieces of information about me and put together. Neither one of them is interesting in and of themselves, but together, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Piece of information number one is I was a thumbsucker until I was oh, 12 years old. And the second piece of information is I married an orthodontist.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: <laughs> and I didn't tell him I was a thumb sucker. And after we were married, he was looking through my pictures from when I was a kid. And he took one look at my pictures from when I was six or seven years old. Obviously, this was before I had braces. And he said, you were a thumb sucker. And I was, I was just amazed. I was like, how can you tell? And he said, Thumbsucker's teeth form a certain shape to accommodate the thumb. And it's like a little hole in your, in your mouth. And there it is right there. And he showed me in the picture. And sure enough, yes, I had the signature thumbsucker bite, which was corrected by braces and headgear and retainer uh, <laughs> and all the whole panoply of, you know, orthodontic stuff. Uh-huh. And then I thought, yeah, okay, I like that so much. I guess I'll find one to marry. And did.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. I am not sure. Usually, the people that I interview have some kind of online presence that they can tell the listeners about. Is there anywhere that our listeners can
1: find you online? They can find our office, which is Bright Day Orthodontics in Durango, Colorado, where we have a Facebook page and we have a website. It's brightdayortho.com.
0: Awesome. Okay, I will link to that. Oh my gosh, Melanie, you're so much fun. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Well, thank you for your quest to normalize bad days or, you know, embarrassing incidents. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, we all have them. Some of us, like myself, have more than others. But, you know, <laughs> it's a part of being fully human, embracing right. and laughing at them.
0: Yes. And, you know, laughter is such, is such good. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's so true. Laughter is such good medicine. And if you can go through life not only accepting these <laughs> incidents, but looking for them and and looking for things to laugh about, then you'll just be a happier person in general. And not to mention the bonding that can occur between people. So there's my little soapbox. But I am so looking forward to Melanie episode two. So I want you to start keeping a list in your room <laughs> of stories as they occur to you because you are such an awesome guest. You're a natural for audio and I can't wait to talk to you again.
1: Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Melanie was amazing. I'm going to try to get her back on. I know she probably has lots more in her vault. (laughs) Make sure you check out the show notes at com slash episode 103 so that you can get all the links we discussed today. And make sure you go to fancyfreepodcast.com, scroll all the way to the bottom and stick your email in the newsletter emailing list and you will be eligible to win a free viewing code for Vanquished. Next week on the show, we have a twofer. On Monday, we have a return guest, Dr. Kat Zecker, and she has hilarious stories all about being a pet owner and all the shenanigans she's gotten into. It's so cute. And then Thursday, we are going to have a special episode with Dr. Michelle Dang, and she and I had so much fun chatting too, and I'm going to be on her show the same day. Remember to follow the Fancy Free Podcast wherever you're listening so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. I still have my amazing interview with Leanne Morgan that's going to pop into the show. I, To be honest, I'm kind of waiting until I get my next shipment of Shelfie Shop Cozy Clothes because Leanne and I had so much fun discussing those and I'm going to send her some and I'd like for the show to kind of line up with her letting me know how she loves your cozy clothes. So... That I am holding back and am so excited for you guys to hear. If you have a story to tell, email not fancy at fancyfreepodcast.com and I'll read it on the show as a listener story or you can record a voice memo and send it to me there or go straight to fancyfreepodcast.com and record a voice memo right on the website. The question of the week this week is do you have a recurring dream and what is it? Let's hear each other's recurring dreams on the Fancy Free Facebook group, and we will try to analyze them for each other. (laughs) Have a wonderful week, and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.